Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Please remain standing for the reading of the gospel. Our lesson this morning is from Matthew chapter 4. Listen for the word of God. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the lake in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that they had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region, and the shadow of death light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our God and our Redeemer. Amen. We are in the middle of a sermon series titled, Who Are You? And I'm going to be honest. Every time I hear this title, I have an inner dialogue that goes something like this. Who are you? I'm Amber Lee, a wife, a daughter, a friend. I'm a pastor and a photographer. Who do you want to be? I want to be encouraging and faithful. I want to be motivated and focused. I want to make a difference. And if I'm not having the greatest day, my internal dialogue takes me to the question, and who do you think you are? And honestly, that's the question that weighs the heaviest. The one that comes from a place of judgment and doubt and failure. That background noise that is constantly telling us that we are not enough. Over the past few weeks, we have tried to answer these questions. The ones that meet us on both good and bad days. 
We have learned that above all else, we are loved. We are God's children. We are welcomed with open arms. We are more than enough. God calls us by name. We have learned that knowing who we are is directly linked with whose we are. We are God's beloved. It is a lifelong journey of realizing and re-realizing that truth. So that maybe one day when we hear the question, who are you? Our internal dialogue can go straight to, I'm God's beloved child. Who are you? I want us to sit there a moment to let that sink in, to take a deep breath. You are more than enough. You are beloved. Because that has to be our starting place. That has to be the lens we are looking through when we start looking toward the theme in our series for this Sunday, Claim Your Vocation. It's the idea that God has called us not just by name, but for a special purpose. Our passage this morning in the Gospel of Matthew is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And a lot is going on here. And I realize I could go a lot of different directions. But with our focus today on claiming our vocation, what strikes me is the sense of calling that is weaved throughout the passage. The call to John the Baptist, even though it leads him to imprisonment. Then Jesus travels to Galilee and has his own call to the crowds followed by his call to a few specific fishermen. First, we have this call to faith, to change our hearts. Literally, Jesus' first words in ministry are, change your hearts and lives, the kingdom of heaven is here. Jesus begins ministry with the call for everyone who hears his voice to change. It's a call to turn from doubt to faith. It's a call to turn from death to life, from scarcity to abundance. It's a call to turn from darkness to light, from fear to love. The image I have is Jesus going up to anyone who will listen, letting them know that the kingdom of heaven is here, and then invites them into faith. This call to change our hearts is one we have to answer for ourselves, sometimes more than once. As soon as we think we have this whole faith thing figured out, we realize there's more to learn. So in Matthew, we have this general call to faith. Then we have a transition to a few personal call stories. The call that Jesus gave to Simon called Peter... Andrew, James, and John. They were all fishermen doing their fisherman things when Jesus walks by and says, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. We are told that they left their nets and followed Jesus. 
I love this transition because this is how the gospel works. We have this universal message that is meant for the whole world, that God loves us and calls us beloved. Everyone is invited to the table. God wants to have a relationship with each of us, and we are all called to faith. And then it gets personal because this wide message of love meets each individual person where they are. God knows us. God knows our situation. God knows our gifts. God knows our fear. God meets us where we are and says, come, follow me. This is a call to discipleship an invitation to deeper relationship. It's about making the kingdom of God the priority of our lives. It's about leaving the old life and beginning a new life of faith and hope and love. It's about following where Jesus leads us. It's about allowing the Spirit to use us. Now, I would like to have a little time out here Because right about now in our own stories is when we need to remind ourselves of the truth we established earlier. Because our bad day internal dialogue will get started again. Who? Me? Surely Jesus wasn't talking to me. I couldn't possibly do that. I'm not qualified. Wait, you want me to go where? And before we know it, we've talked ourselves out of dropping our nets and following because of our own self-doubt and insecurities. But our text teaches us that Jesus called ordinary, common, hardworking people. These guys made their living on the Sea of Galilee as commercial fishermen. And I have to be honest, For a long time, I didn't really know a lot about fishing. When I was a little girl, my dad would take my sister and I fishing, and he would tell us that we had to be quiet or we would scare the fish away. So fishing was really boring, and it felt like it took forever. And to be honest, fish that came from the bottom of the Tennessee River are really not that delicious. But after I got married... My husband, Andrew, watched the show called The Deadliest Catch on the Discovery Channel. Has anybody seen it? Yes. I had never seen fishing like this before. It followed groups of commercial crab fishermen off the coast of Alaska. It portrays the life of commercial fishing as brutal. And I think that that is a closer representation of the kind of life these first century fishermen endured. It was hard, dangerous work. And the men who did it were usually simple, not highly educated, hardworking men who only sought to make a living for their families. I imagine Jesus walking down the coast of the Sea of Galilee He comes to where Simon and Andrew's boat is in the water. They are worn out from a long day of fishing. Calloused hands. They're trying to wrangle in these huge nets. Maybe they didn't even notice Jesus before he called out to them. Come, follow me. 
Now, I imagine these two brothers looking a little bit confused, like looking over the shoulders as if there's someone behind them that Jesus could possibly be talking to. Who, me? Are you talking about me? That same human dialogue. You see, Jesus isn't necessarily looking for the most educated or what we would call qualified people to be disciples. Jesus is looking for people who are willing to hear the call to faith and join him in transforming the world. I read about a study this week that was done at five seminaries. So theological schools that help train pastors and church leaders and thought in theolo- theologians, and this study was done on Christian vocation. They discovered two things that really stood out to me. First, graduates from all five institutions reported that vocation was a significant category in their teaching and preaching, that this topic was one that they valued and spent time covering in their churches. And then two, on the flip side, at the same time, it turned out that most members of their congregations did not feel called. So people, congregations who were listening to them preach and teach about vocation, probably similar to a sermon like this sermon you are hearing right now, did not see what they do outside of the church as worthy of God's attention and interest. Church, hear me. That is not true. God cares. God cares deeply. The God who knows you by name and calls you beloved, the God who meets you where you are and invites you into relationship, that same God is calling you and cares about what you do in your everyday lives. God can use what you do in your everyday life to transform the world. And here's how. Jesus said, come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. To be fishers of people. People implies relationship. Jesus calls these first disciples into relationship with himself, with each other, and with all the other people they will meet throughout their lives. And Jesus issues the same call to us to be in genuine and real relationships with the people around us. To be in those relationships the way that Jesus was in relationship with the disciples and the way that Jesus is in relationship with us, bearing each other's burdens, caring for each other, and especially the vulnerable, holding on to each other through thick and thin and always with the hope and the promise of God's abundant grace. Now, I know that some of you are sitting there and you hear the phrase, God is calling you, and vocation, and it can be a little scary. You think that means you'll have to pack up and leave your job and your family and everything else. And it may be true for some of us. But what I want you to hear today is that it's more likely that God will use you right where you are. 
to reach out to the people you are already around us. Claiming your vocation, being a disciple, is about relationship. It's about knowing the truth of who you are and who God says the world is, then sharing that message with other people. What you do outside of the church is 100% worthy of God's attention and interest. That is what it means to be a disciple. Jesus called ordinary people right in the middle of their ordinary lives to be in relationship with him and those around him. And together they did some extraordinary things. Jesus said to them, and Jesus says to us, come follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. Amen. Let us go from here today with the love of God, the grace of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit, claiming our vocation, willing to drop our nets and go where Jesus is calling us. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.